metal. Like I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm always right. pumped. I, Especially 80s metal. Dude, I was so nervous about this. I'm so glad Louie came on because A, it gave us five more songs, and B, like, I was very nervous because I didn't, I, I like purposefully avoided everything 80s for the longest time. So this is like a lot of my first exposure to most 80s metal. Yeah. I mean, I had three must haves on mine yeah. it was a Metallica song. An Ingway song and uh, Run to the Hills. I knew exactly. I knew I was going to pick Run to the Hills as soon as I, we started doing this. That was the reason I suggested the the decades playlist. It's because I wanted to talk about that song. I fucking love it. Um, but other than that, I I struggled for my other two picks. I had to dig deep a little bit. Well, I'm glad that you guys picked the ones that you did because you took like three of them right off my plate, and that yeah. just let me get weird with it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I scoured playlists just like listening and seeing what I liked. So I I wish I could say like a lot of these were things that I knew before, but a lot of it was just like me spending the whole week kind of stressing about it and picking stuff. Well, that's the impetus of the show, right? You had to discover new shit. Yeah. So, um, do we want to do Ben's submission first? Yeah, that's kind of how we did the playlist anyway. That's that's what I remember, yeah. Um, I got uh, Jason's as well. Okay. So. The whole the whole Carter clan is represented. Let's today. go. And Mama Carter <laughs> didn't put anything in. No, I mean they're both technically weeks, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, shit, my bad. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to a brand new month. It's Metal March. Dylan flipped me off and f- seemed to forget how to count down from three with his fingers. Um, but we're here. We're doing. Uh... I started with the last three fingers, which is stupid. I didn't know how to get down from there. Anyway, <laughs> we're do- we're doing uh, something a little different this month. We're doing uh, by the decades, and we're starting with the '80s. So, so let's get into it. Yeah, here we are, guys. Uh, we are, like I said in the intro, we're doing uh, Metal by the Decade. We we dis- discussed a few different things, and I thought it would be more interesting and less um, likely to get us in trouble than doing subgenres if we did by the decade, because, I mean, Metal is really, it's almost perfectly 40 years old, so we can uh, we had a good good stretch of, of decades to run through here. Uh, so it made sense to me. Uh, plus, like I said, I didn't want to mislabel something and just, you know, on the off chance somebody listens that is a huge fan of some super small subgenre of metal. Like, that's incorrect. Like, metal, I feel like the metal community is real bad about that. We would definitely uh, fuck up subgenres too. No, oh, yeah, I do, I do it on the regular. Uh, so, not post grindcore, man. That's right. And that voice you hear is King Louie, Lord of Trash. He had to come on for 80s metal, he made a point of it he demanded his way onto the podcast he said when are you recording i'll be there yep so welcome back and i'm Luke. not picking one song 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it started out with how many songs can I pick? And I said, well, Louie, the rules don't change unless you're recording this. Um, so he, uh, he decided to join us, and we're always happy to have him. Um, I'm excited to hop into Metal Through the Ages, uh, especially starting with the 80s, because um, it's an interesting time for metal, for sure. It was kind of really finding its footing. Um, and yeah, so that, I, I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, Lou, uh, why are you excited to talk about 80s metal specifically? Uh, honestly, hot take. Uh, I think the 80s is really when metal started. Yeah, I yeah, agree. yeah, Black Sabbath. But I mean, it's still pretty normal. But the 80s is when everything started happening. You had all the different genres popping up. And uh, just that's when everyone was excited about it. You got the satanic panic at its peak and Tipper Gore pissed off about stuff. So it's just perfect. So and yeah. I, I like metal. So any chance I get to talk about it, it's fun. Yeah, 100 percent. I've been on a huge metal kick since we talked about that Ginger album. I've been <laughs> fucking obsessed. I've been cranking that album constantly. So I'm excited to get into Metal March. It was it felt right for me. Uh, Dill, what, what are you looking forward to for the 80s? Um. I was mostly looking forward for it to be over because I was very nervous. <laughs> and it's not that I don't like metal from the 80s. It's just like it's not something I'm well-versed in. So talking to two yeah. people that are super into it and that's what you guys grew up with, like it's intimidating. It's almost like, I don't know, going through a band that like I have imminent knowledge of and you just don't, and that's, that's just a lot of pressure. So I feel well-prepared this week. After I, I spent a lot of time and I took it serious, so I didn't phone it in. Like I was a little nervous, and I'm glad Louis came, and it made me like buckle down and and really um, respect it because there's a lot more harder music than I was expecting. I was expecting <laughs> hair metal mostly, and you yeah. know um, sp- some Black Sabbath to come through, or or like just the the very surface level of what I thought it was going to be, and it was it surpassed that for sure. So. I'm really excited, and I'm I'm glad we did this. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited to hop into it. Um, like Lou said, this is really the beginning of metal as we know it. Um, like there was uh, certainly other bands like UFO comes to mind, Rainbow. Um, they all had the beginnings of stuff like that, more heavy um, sounds. But um, yeah, I think the the '80s really had the most diverse, certainly. Um, uh, beginnings of metal. So, uh, before we hop into the actual playlist, let's get into our audience submissions. We've got f- submissions from both my brothers today, so that's exciting for me. Uh, we'll do Ben's first. Uh, ben submits. Uh, actually, um, Dill, you want to pull up his email because I don't have it ready. Yeah. I forgot he had an email. So, I'll, and before that, I'll just do my older brother Jason's pick. Um, since he is the one, like I said on the group chat earlier, mm-hmm. that that uh, planted the metal seed in my heart. It was only right that I reached out to him and got his pick. And he picked, uh, it is a Fine Day to Die by Bathory. Uh, Bathory is an absolute titan in the metal game. And I'm, I'm actually kind of upset I didn't think of them while I was building my playlist. I don't know if you guys had a chance to listen to it. Um, but it's really good. It, again, it sounds like 80s uh, like death metal. <laughs> uh, death, black metal, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, so it's got really poor production quality, but like all the elements are there. Like the chugs are there. Like the really cool, um, like nerdy metal lyrics. It's just it's 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 a great great metal track. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to listen to it, but I'm excited too. Yeah. Our playlist has been really cool. 
Yeah, it's been an awesome listen through. It was, yeah, I didn't it was, get a chance to either. So, yeah, it was fun walking around an antique mall listening to fucking Wasp in my yeah. <laughs> my headphones. <laughs> Uh, so uh, if you want to read Ben still yeah uh, Ben said the title of the email is Ozzy Kicks Ass um, email reads who boy Metal March is already scratching some kind of itch for me it was way too hard f- just to pick one so I'm fainting to get back on the air with you guys for a decade for the 80s my pick is the Prince of Darkness himself Rock and Roll Rebel off of Ozzy's Bark at the Moon album it was damn hard to not have Metallica be my pick, but I'll let Kevin gush for both of us on that. No way I could leave Ozzy unrepresented. R&R Rebel is a classic Ozzy banger that carries a ton of hard rock momentum and has Ozzy's trademark clever lyricism. I've always loved the first chorus, giving a big middle finger to metal haters who thought uh, listening to devil or listening to metal meant you had to worship the devil. If I give a song of the show to it's blah, 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 we'll get to it later. Um, yeah. <laughs> We'll, I'll finish the email later, uh, yeah. but yeah, to be continued. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to talk about seventies and eighties metal without Ozzy. Yeah, it's hard to talk about metal without talking about Ozzy. I mean, I have people will say he's the. A lot of people say he's the progenitor of metal. I disagree. I think it's Ronnie James Dio, but um, you know, you can pick who you want. Um, but yeah, uh, good pick. Uh, Ozzy's always a good pick for me. Um, so yeah, let's let's hop into it. You want to do uh, the order like we just have it on the the notes here. So sure. Dill, me, and then Lou. Sounds good. Cool. So uh, shit. Fuck. Sorry, I'm terrible at using my phone. There's a lot of notes to scroll through this <laughs> week. Uh, three people talking about 15 songs on the same document. So uh, first pick, uh, Bad Boys by White Snake. Dill. Uh, uh yeah, I surprisingly knew little about White Snake. I knew about the music video, like ev- everyone else. I knew some of the hits. Uh, and when I got onto a like a heavy metal playlist, I heard this and I was like, oh, like they actually rock. They're not like a a power ballad band. They actually rock. And uh, you know, it's it's not what I was expecting. Um, it's from that self titled album that has a lot of the hits that my dad always played. But I feel like I've heard this song before, or maybe it's just a sign of the times that a lot of the choruses <laughs> sounded similar. Um, but it's got crunchy guitars, weird howling. And it's about being a bad boy in the eighties. Like sign me up, give me a leather jacket. I'm ready to roll. Um, so yeah, I, I love this. I'm, I'm excited to hear you guys thoughts. Uh, yeah, for me, I like listening to this playlist in general, but this song as well, it's, it's hard to think back to a time when all of the good guitar riffs weren't taken yet. And so um, 80s metal just stole all of them. Every single good riff that could be played in metal and hard rock was done in the 80s first. And now they're just changing them up a little bit. Uh, And this is no exception to that rule. Um, Like nothing screams leather and I rock Camaros like quite like this, like Whitesnake does. Um, And and you said you feel like you've heard this song. You have. You've heard it a million times from a bunch of different other if you've listened to WTUE, you've heard this song yeah. for sure. Whether it was this song or not, you've heard this song. So, um, yeah, it's classic. This is, you know, when you think of 80s like hair metal, this is what you expect. So, uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of hair metal in general, but it does make me smile. So it's kind of like ska, but like better. <laughs> like I can listen to it for a lot longer than I can ska. Uh, yeah, uh, I I love that guitar part at the beginning, man. It just 
goes in full bore just ripping apart right away and it's always nice to hear a white snake song that isn't you know about going somewhere all alone um or some floozy <laughs> dancing on your car but uh i yeah i don't i'm not really familiar with a lot of white snake i guess that isn't even off this album uh i know uh, there's one other song on here aside from the two ballads and it's just i'm blanking on it right now but uh aside from that yeah nothing I'm not really huge on Whitesnake, but I love this song, man. It is just killer. So get your leather and hairspray ready because we're going back to the 80s. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, there's, 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 I talked about it a little bit last week, but there's something about the way, these, the way the 80s sounded and looked. Like, you know, John Hughes, John Carpenter movies, the, like the way those looked, those weird practical effects, like thinking back to like RoboCop and stuff like that, where it was just this weird pastiche of whatever across the entire decade. And this, I think this song perfectly, you know, embodies that. Um, anyway, uh, moving on to my first pick, uh, Run to the Hills by Iron Maiden. Uh, as soon as we, when I knew we were doing eighties for sure, this there was immediately the song that I knew I had to have on the playlist. Uh, I think it's one of the best metal songs of all time. I mean, I think it stands the test of time. Um, the guitars are perfect. The chorus is perfect. Um, it's just a perfect eighties metal song to me. Um, I don't really love Iron Maiden as a whole, but when they hit, they really, really hit. Um, I just don't I mean, like. I think their vocalist kind of bothers me on a lot of their songs, but this song he just is he has the perfect right amount of like cheese. I think, um, but yeah, it, it, this proves. And um, Brendan Small actually from uh, Metalocalypse turned me back onto the song a couple years ago. I was listening to him uh, give an interview about his Galacticon album, and he really wanted to do like a lighter form of metal. Um, and he he referenced this song, and he said like it made him realize all metal didn't have to be in a minor key. It could be upbeat and sound like triumphant and still be hard as fuck. And so I listened to it and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah, he's right. This song kicks ass. Uh, and I've loved it ever since I, every, I, every time I'm feeling down, I'll throw on this song and just be like, and I'll just belt out that chorus. I run to the hills. Like it's, it's just so good, man. Um, but yeah. Um, I could gush about the song all day. Uh, Lou, what you got about run to the hills? Uh, it's classic and it's got the classic, uh, Iron Maiden baseline. It feels like you're yep. riding a horse the entire time. And that's like, just every time I think of Iron Maiden, I think of that, that gallop. That's just what sticks in my head. And, um, yeah, I can see Bruce Dickinson getting on your nerve. I wouldn't listen to more than an album by yep. Iron Maiden at a time. Uh, and this one would always be my go-to, but, uh, gets those high notes. You got that operatic singing that no one can do anymore. Uh, not with at least a computer to help them out. So, and you know, it's always good to listen to a song about uh, genocide from both perspectives. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> What's more battle than that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing. Uh, I, I've heard this song many, many times. Did not know this was Iron Maiden. Honestly, like everything that surrounds Iron Maiden, I think was way more intimidating than I was expect. Like. This is like, you know that, have you seen that TikTok where it's like, we're going to play the heaviest song you've ever heard. And then they like, they like sing like a love ballad. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what I would describe the build up to Iron Maiden and all the like artwork to the t-shirts and like the, sure. even the album artwork. I was like, oh shit, this song is going to be heavy. And it's like, not that at all. And I guess that's kind of just the eighties feel is like everything surrounding it was 
heavier than the actual music. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by this because I did not know what Iron Maiden sound like, if I was being honest. I've seen all the t-shirts. It's kind of like Metallica. You just see the t-shirts and you're like, oh, it's metal from the 80s. But I, I didn't know yep. much about them. So it was cool to probably get their best song and just get that exposure to them. So I'm excited to go back and listen to them. Yeah, it's one of their best. I don't know if it's their best, but it's my favorite for sure. Well, you said it. You said it was maybe the best metal song. Yeah, so. like I said, it's 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 yeah, it's it's up there for me. Okay. For sure. it, it, my favorites from them are all off this album, so I can go either way with that. So yeah, yeah. it's got awesome uh, album artwork. Yeah. yeah. What what's their mascot's name? Eddie? Is that it? Yeah, I think it's Eddie. Yeah. Um. Did you see? I think them. Uh. They did a collab with Disturbed recently. And where they mixed their two mascots together, and it was one of the douchiest things I've ever seen in my life. I can imagine. Yeah, like, it was. Well, was it just Eddie as a can of monster, or I don't know. They were like, I just saw a picture of like the disturbed like cloak man with uh-huh. Eddie. That's and, like Buckle uh, and True Religion making like a joint gene. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was. I was like, oh man, there's a, there's a whole subsection of people that I just don't like in the world, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Lou, let's get into your first pick. Um, oh, Metal right. Health by Metal Quiet Riot. Health. Yeah, uh, I wanted to go with this one specifically, not because it's the most metal track in the world, but because this is uh, Quiet Riot. This album was the first metal album to ever hit number one on the Billboard Top 200. Uh, 1983, I think, is when this came out. So it, it's the one that put it up there. And then everything else that came afterwards was following in their footsteps. So um, it's just it's just so great. It's classic 80s. And um, yeah, it's just a good song, man. Bang your head. Metal health will drive you mad. Bang your head. Uh, Do what you got. Uh, yeah, this is another song that had like really intimidating uh, album artwork. And I felt like the song could have been heavier. That's not saying I don't like it, but I really, I dude, who doesn't love this guy's the vocalist voice? Like all you, I can hear like, come on, feel the noise. Um, just like when I hear that, I wanted to listen to that song, and but it's just so '80s metal that I fucking love it, and it's like early '80s, so I feel like there is like a a, a very strong distinction where like later in the '80s it was starting to get heavier and I think we're going to get into that later. But in the early, it was kind of like, how can you make it bouncy, but still heavy? Um, but sure. Nonetheless, I enjoy it. I love it. I did not know. I liked quite right that much. Yeah. I think that's part of like really digging into eighties music. Cause the, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's easy to like dismiss it. Like I do pretty frequently. Uh, but then you actually start digging into it like, oh, there's a lot of really good shit here. <laughs> I mean, I think on the whole, 80s music is pretty terrible. Um, but um, there is also a lot of really cool shit in there, too. It's it's kind of the same way I feel about the 90s. Like, I feel like 90s music is really bad, but I also grew up with the 90s. So I'm tired of hearing that shit over and over and over again. Well, um, it's also interesting with this, with Quiet Riot, at least, like so many people used to play in this band even before this album came out that went on like Randy Rhodes, uh, mm-hmm. Ozzy's guitar player for the first two albums, started in this band before this album ever came out. Uh, the bass player went on to play for Ozzy and a whole bunch of other people. Just the just people in the 80s at the beginning all played in the same bands and then went on to make these big ass, you know, metal records and stuff. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like they're like what the the Yardbirds of metal, essentially. Uh, there's definitely another band that would probably fit that a little better. I can't remember, but uh, the guy from Motley Crue used to be in it, and a, a dude from Wasp used to be in it. Mm-hmm. Just everybody would rotate through these bands, but yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah, I feel like that happened a lot because the first band Ingwe was in, uh, he was replaced by Steve Vai. So two of the best guitar yeah. players ever on a band that nobody's ever fucking heard of. <laughs> so, um, I think there was another band somewhere in our list where somebody used to play in a band with Ingwe, and yeah. it was just it's just weird. Like all the things are tying together. So yeah, yeah. Uh, very very uh, uh, incestuous in the eighties mm-hmm. as far as metal goes. Um, Anyway, uh, Quiet Riot, again, one of the most recognizable guitar riffs of all time. That down, 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 down. Everybody's heard that. Whether you know this song, whether you know anything about Quiet Riot, you've heard that somewhere on TV in a movie, just in your dad's garage as he's fixing the car. <laughs> the car. You've heard this song somewhere. Um, I don't think you can think of Eddie's 80s metal without this riff and this chorus. That, that Again, like I said, that bang your head, followed by that riff. It's just iconic. Uh, so I'm really glad it's on this this playlist. I feel like it, it earned its spot. Um, and it made me realize that there, you know, outside of the big four, there really was a ton of really good music um, in the 80s. Um, and I have my own views on the big four. Um, I don't think I don't think they're all cracked that they're cracked up to be. Um, I think they're overrated. But um, I mean, they, they, they're the big four for a reason. But I, I think they're they're overplayed quite a bit. Um, anyway, uh, like I said, everybody likes to focus on the big four, but there's way more out there like Quiet Ride. And pretty much a, a lot of this playlist is it's there's not a whole lot of big four on here. So um, when speaking it of the big four, that, let's get into <laughs> my next uh, pick, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. It's not not the big four. <laughs> but, you know, so I was very confused. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, so was I. I am, I am deeply upset by this, but I love yeah, it. Highly offended. Here we go. Sure I talked about it at the top of the show. Upset. Just metalheads getting offended, getting so protective. Yes. <laughs> like, fuck you. Molly Crew is not part of the big four. I don't even like the big four. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> they probably think of themselves as the big four. Yeah, I'm sure they do. The big one. They the just big one. <laughs> the um, big Nikki Six. <laughs> uh, Kickstart my heart. I'm not afraid to say it's the best song of the '80s, and if I'm gonna just offend people, I might as well just double down on it. Um, has anyone ever been like upset when this song comes on? Like, ugh, I'm tired of this song. There's no like free birdification of this song. It just like it it never gets old. When it comes on, you're feeling it. You just like hear the story guitars, and then it just like as soon as that guitar comes in, you're ready to roll. It's almost like a roller coaster. You might be dreading it. You might be like, "Oh shit, I really, I'm not feeling this." And then it like it cinches down, and you start going up the hill, and you're like, "Oh fuck, here we go." You get pumped. Um, great chorus, great chugs, um, and there's great like interludes of guitar solos throughout the verses, which is fucking dope. It's just timeless. Go ahead, Lou. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of leather and hairspray from uh, the last couple of picks here. uh, Yeah, the the crew. um, Definitely my favorite hair band. So, yeah, uh, I can't be too offended by what you said, but it it still gets me right in the gut. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But this is like this is their best album. Uh, It just sounds well, one, it sounds the best because it's got uh, Bob Rock on it, did the Black Album and uh, Aerosmith's 
whatever one had like um, ragdoll and stuff on it. So just, it's great. If we didn't have this album, we wouldn't have the black album. So there's that. Um, It's just great for driving. Uh, As soon as you get on the interstate, like you're pulling off onto the exit or off the exit and just fucking hit it right when the guitar starts and uh, just, just go. And Mick Mars, most underrated guitar player in hair metal. I would He's say not very so. flashy, but he also can't move a whole lot. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there. I feel like that happens a lot too in the eighties. It's like there's just so many just great guitarists that came yeah. out of like the Speed Wars because everybody just wanted to play really technically well. So they just you know iron sharpened iron in the eighties. So um, it's just a crazy time. Um, yeah, I like. I think you know you're, that's a little bit of a wild take, Dill, to say it's the best song of the entire decade. But I'll give it to you because I, it's 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 hard to argue because when I listened to it, I was like, you know what, this song does kick a whole lot of ass, man. Especially that chorus. Um, it, it, this song's everything I love about '80s music. It's I always every time I get upset with '80s music, I just skip to the chorus of any song, literally any song in any genre in the '80s, and it's always harmonized vocals as loud as possible really cool melody like it's just they they, nobody did choruses better than the 80s did in any every form of music so um yeah and like like uh louis just said this is a definite quote unquote as my dad would say cruising tune so (laughs) (laughs) we call it the window a windows down song but this is a you know in the parlance of the 80s this is a cruising tune for sure um you play it loud you got a uh hot floozy in the the passenger seat you know throwing her arms up in the air with her hair in the wind uh yeah just a great fucking song um you guys ready to move on all right uh hail hail and kill by man of war is my next pick shit um i've talked about man of war uh, a few times on this show before um i love power metal uh it's the dorkiest form of metal which makes me very happy um so I'm naturally going to love it. Like Iced Earth is the cream of the crop for me, but Man of War walked so Iced Earth could run. Um, and the the opening riff of this song made me feel something that I hadn't felt when listening to all this hair metal. I was like, oh, okay. There was actual like real metal in the 80s uh, outside of like thrash and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, 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 a, it's a song that any warrior would be happy to march into battle and die to. Um, what does stand out to me in this song, and we had a couple really gross lyrics in this this playlist, but uh, may your blade stay wet like a young maiden um, is gross, <laughs> um, but also incredible. So uh, that's not the exact lyric, but it's something like that. It's may your blade stay wet like a young maiden in her prime or something like that. Um, again, disgusting, but also I love it. So um, who wants it? I don't care who goes next. Uh, uh, I've never heard this song before, but why does that riff sound so familiar? I swear I've heard it somewhere and I just can't piece it. Um, This, this just seems like what Conan the barbarian would listen to as he, you know, goes into battle, just killing sorcerers and stuff. It's just (laughs) Vikings all the way. Yeah. this, This does have very big, like wizard in the orb eighties action adventure vibe oh, to sure. it this is definitely some D D type shit and i'm, oh, I'm yeah. in on it so yeah i i th- i i guess i didn't write notes i no you sure didn't i thought i did <laughs> um <laughs> this is definitely my favorite pick that you did you, that you had on this playlist because of 
it's like the perfect blend. It's not hair metal like you said, and it's not thrashy. It just felt like, oh shit, like you you wouldn't be able to place a time on when this came out. And I really enjoyed that. And that that lyric definitely caught me off guard the first time I heard it. It's kind of like listening to the play the song I have, the token sex song later on. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> no wonder parents were banning these CDs. Yeah. Yeah. Or tapes, whatever they called them back then. Yeah, records tapes whatever yeah but yeah, yeah I, I, I love go ahead sorry no i was just gonna say like i i love the the visual of like feeling like you're in braveheart or something mm-hmm. yeah the hell 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 and kill like that reminded me a lot of like stuff that guar would do like a little bit later like i they, i feel like the guys in guar must have listened to a little bit of man of war especially for the way they like structured their choruses because this chorus sounds a lot like the stuff guar would do mm-hmm. um and I don't know who came first. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Man of War did. But um, either way, they they it gave me some Guar vibes, and we all know how much I love Guar. We'll be doing some Guar next week for sure. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, what do we got next here, Louis? Your second pick. Pull the plug by Death. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, Death Metal started in the 80s, too. And Death wasn't the first one to do it, but they were probably the best one at the beginning to do it. Um, So, and this is their second album, uh, 87 or 88, I think, is when it came out. And it's just great. Um, It's heavy, like really ridiculously heavy. The lyrics are heavy. Um, It's just just perfect. Um, I wish that uh, Chuck was still making metal today. So, R.I.P. Rip, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, this is I like. I, this is why I'm glad you're here, Louis, because I I had a hard time finding metal that I was connecting with, and I just forgot that death existed. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it's, it. I like. I think it's timeless. I think it still holds up today. I think you could put this on at any metal show, and people would love it. Um, and I, I love that the the bass is surprisingly well represented in this mix too, which was a pleasant surprise. Like a lot of metal bands just don't worry about the bass at least they didn't for a long time so yeah for sure i think this might have been the one on spotify might have been the remaster but um so that might have helped well either way i mean you you had to pull that bass out of somewhere if they turned it down so low in the original mix that you couldn't find it you know it had to come from somewhere so either way i was pleasantly surprised to hear uh i was i heard like three or four notes of bass from the (laughs) So I was like, hell yeah, that's more than I normally hear. So, um, uh, Dill, what you got? You took the words right out of my mouth, dude. Like, this is exactly what Louis could offer that we couldn't necessarily offer. And I really appreciate you putting something this hard. Because I didn't know the 80s went this hard. Like, mm-hmm. I I always associated, like, 80s thrash metal with, like, the shit from Ace Ventura when he's, like, going to use that guy's computer. You guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that's the kind uh, of if i do that's 90s and that's cannibal corpse so that comes at yes. the next week so. oh yeah but that that's like the mental image i have with all 80s and 90s metal yeah so to have something that like was actually really good and like felt like it had a good structure and like i was like holy shit like timeless is the perfect word yeah um but yeah i i, I fucking loved it yeah, it's it, it suffers from the same thing all heavy metal did from the '80s, where it sounds like they were recorded. They had their recording mics like 
down the hall. <laughs> Which we've uh, recorded a podcast that way on accident. So yeah, we have. We, we have. feel that. Um, but it, it's cool. I think I think if you can kind of just let yourself go and just know that that's what it's going to sound like, I think you could, there's some kernels in there that you can really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dill, uh, your third pick. My third pick is Am I a Am I Demon by Danzig. Uh, this is punk rock with a five-minute runtime and an excessive amount of guitar solos, but I love it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of the self-title that is certified gold. Actually, I think we had a lot of certified gold on this playlist, but um, I don't know. I was kind of excited to dig into Danzig a little more because I know you're not a big Danzig guy. Uh, it's, we, it's not true. <laughs> we did the Misfits album without him, right? Yeah, we did with the Michael Graves. Uh, and I think you said you liked Michael Graves more. I do. In in Misfits, I like Michael Graves more. I think he's the better vocalist than Misfits. But that doesn't mean I don't dis I dislike him dancing. Well, that that's like half the reason I picked him. So that's fine. It's <laughs> just to stick it in my craw, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I like I, I wrote in my notes. I don't want to give anyone the wrong impression that I don't like Danzig <laughs> because I do. I love Danzig. I love everything Glenn Danzig did for metal and like the creep show aesthetic of metal for sure. Um, like he's on the Mount Rushmore of like horror rock for sure. It would be like him, Ozzy, like King Diamond and Rob Zombie. I think maybe Alice Cooper, if you want to replace one of the others too, but to, or I guess Kiss, but Kiss sucks. Um, at least in my mind, Kiss sucks. They're not uh, horror, really. I mean, yeah. Gene Simmons pukes up some blood. Oh, no. Motley Crue did that just on an off day. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did that because they were actually puking up blood. So yeah. this was just internal blood. Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah. They, his contribution to metal can't be understated for sure. And I think he has a perfect voice for the type of music he's trying to make. And it's, I like his slower stuff, his slower, like solo stuff where it's not as punky. Um, It's more, got more of like a a chug to it than like uh, the Misfits stuff had. Uh, And I think that's why I like Danzig solo better than I do the Misfits. To me, the Misfits have always been campy. Um, but I think that's probably just because I grew up with Famous Monsters, and it's one of my favorite albums ever. So um, I love Danzig, um, but not not in Misfits. <laughs> um, I have never heard this early of Danzig before, so that was nice. Uh, why does Danzig get to sound better than everyone else in his band? That's a good question. Probably because he's Danzig. But, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Time to Get Dark and Brooding, and I love it. Uh, it's just so... I don't know. It's just a nice change of pace from the other stuff that was going on. And it's not something I'm as familiar with. So that was even better. And uh, how do we get the blood to flow up the walls? Uh, <laughs> this just made me think of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking a reference there. It's an awesome episode. I, uh, when I, f- during the first like months of the pandemic, I was like, what am I going to do? So I spent like $30 and I bought like the first two seasons of Aqua Teen Hunger Force on Amazon Prime because it's like, you know what? I really want to watch the uh, um, the Witch Doctor episode, but I had to like buy it. And I was like, fuck yeah. it. If I'm going to buy one episode, I'm just going to buy the whole first and second seasons. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like really good 80s metal references in, in uh, Aqua Teen, actually. There's the whole... Um, fuck foreigner what is the foreigner belt the foreigner episode. belt yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway not not even close to what we're talking about um <laughs> number my third pick here perfect strangers by deep purple um i love your only note lou which is i forgot deep purple was active in the 80s i hope that's all you have to say i hope i just took your entire 
script for this song. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that, that was it. <laughs> oh man, this I picked this song because I had um, a rainbow song on here because I feel I really feel like um, Richie Blackmore and Dio were a perfect coupling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Rainbow. Like, I mean, Rainbow does not sound like a metal band, obviously, but they, they a lot of stuff they did was super metal. And like I said earlier, um, my opinion of Ronnie James Dio is very, very high. Um, so to get uh, Richie Blackmore and Dio in the same band, I had to get him in there. Um, but I figured if I can't get them both, I'll get at least Richie Blackmore on there. He's he's responsible for more headbanging than just about anyone else. Um, between Deep Purple, Rainbow um i'm sure he's on some other shit i'm forgetting as well so um i mean everybody's heard smoke on the water it's the first song you learn how to play as a guitar player so um and i was actually doing some research and i don't know if this is true but i saw a couple places that richie blackmore said this was his favorite deep purple song which i find hard to believe but (laughs) it was uh it was one of their last albums that they did together. So maybe he just has fond, fonder memories of it. Recency bias, I guess, but I just don't believe it. It's a good song for sure, but I really put it on here just so I could get uh, old Mr. Blackmore on the playlist. Do they, do you think they, they quantify as hair metal? Deep purple? No, I don't think mm, so. Let's, let's uh, take a look at the I, hair. I can't real tell quick. by what they look like, but. Yeah, but that's like their '70s look. Like everybody yeah. had that kind of blown out hair. Yeah, all right, all right. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. I mean, put down fucking... the pitchforks. <laughs> everybody in Cannibal Corpse has long hair too, Bill. They're not hair metal. <laughs> it's real to me. Uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot about this song besides, you know, I'm I'm into it. I'd never heard this band. I'm glad you just gave us a little history lesson because it kind of informs the song because. I was like, this is cool. I, I just didn't know much about it. It yeah, fucking rocks, uh, though. They, uh, he has an instrumental later um, called Well-Dressed Guitar, which is one of my favorite instrumental guitar tracks of all time. Um, and again, you've heard Deep Purple. Everybody's heard Smoke on the Water. So um, you just didn't know it was Deep Purple. Yeah. So again, like I said, I just wanted to get that dude on here somehow. So uh, we'll move um, on. I, I do have that album on my wall up here. So yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Not this one though. I did not know this. I forgot Deep Purple went this far into the eighties. So. Yeah, this was like eighty five. So they were like deep, deep in. I think they had two albums in the eighties, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh Lou, you're next. All right. Hey, I'm keeping it really heavy with mm-hmm. uh some slayer here. We got necrophobic. Um, this one's the shortest song on Rain and Blood, uh, which is the best Slayer album ever. Um 1986 was a great time for metal because Master Puppets came out and mm-hmm. this came out. Uh, of the Big Four, Anthrax's best album came out this time too. And uh, for whatever reason, Megadeth didn't put out their best album this year. So that came late. Uh, so they lose out. But Slayer is just so fast and brutal and heavy. And I love it to death. It's hard to pick a song off this. I just went for one that wasn't four minutes long and you know, about Nazis or something. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've never been a huge Slayer guy. I'll just I'll come out and say it. I've never really gotten it. I like every time I listen to them, it just gives me a like not a headache. But I mean, I get the, I get why people like Slayer. They're just not my thing. Um, to me, they sound like if Pantera just stopped taking their meds. Obviously, Pantera came later. Um, but <laughs> it's like uh, you know, 
Uh, and I know I under I do understand Carrie King is one of the best metal guitarists of all time. Like I, I get all this stuff, but I just I just never get it. Um, but if you do take the time to listen to Slayer, and you're somebody like me who just prefers more like melodic stuff in their metal, you're gonna get awesome little nuggets in every single Slayer song, and they only last for ten to fifteen seconds. But there's always some awesome riffage somewhere in that song. Like Rain and Blood is a perfect example. Like the beginning of Rain and Blood is one of the best openings of all time um in any in any song i think i think right the opening to rain and blood is fucking incredible uh if that doesn't get your blood pumping then nothing will um you gotta have you gotta have slayer on a, um, an 80s metal list you have to i mean regardless of my feelings on slayer they have to be on there they're one they're part of the big four um and that's for a reason they just they have legions and legions of fans so uh dill i'll pass it over to you yeah it just it it almost reminds me of like early Slipknot, like the first Slipknot album we did. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I got the same feelings, and I think it's because they use that weird imagery. Uh, they, you know, they have like the all the devil shit on their, especially on the album artwork. Like that's creepy yeah. as hell. And yeah. I think they tr- they try to be creepy, and I love that. Uh, Twenty years ago, this would have scared the shit out of me, same way that uh, Slipknot would have, but. <laughs> Um, it's one of the few that like lives up to the artwork that it provides. So it like if you're looking at the artwork and listening to the music, I felt like it was one of the few times we've had so far that was like, oh god, like it's both equally scary and looks scary. Yeah, I think I think that's one of my favorite things about the metal community too. Is like everybody thinks like they're so scary and like murderers, but then you meet these guys and they're just like the sweetest people in the, in the yeah. world. It's like the, the imagery doesn't ever match up correctly. I mean, there's a few guys out there. Um, I forget what the guy's name is. Um, the, the, it's a Carpathian forest to the guy who burned down the, the bunch of churches. And so well, he's banned well, from Trevor. There's a lot of those uh, Norwegian guys that did that. That's probably the dude from Burzum yes uh yeah and he's been nutty uh really nutty but yeah yeah so there's those guys that yeah. certainly live up to their their name but they're um, a large majority of them are just i think just sweet people yeah. <laughs> so but it, so it's kind of funny that kind of dichotomy you get in metal um and I, it's it's kind of the thing like don't i i just want people to not be scared of it because it really is a cool like really enjoyable form of music um and it's like i've said before it keeps me from punching babies man like i i need this re- this this sweet anger release that metal gives me um dill number four all right finally we're here we're finally to the the token sex song animal parentheses fuck like a beast by wasp um <laughs> wasp is an acronym yes we think so okay is it kind of yeah. like adidas we, we all thought adidas was an acronym well, Corridor's responsible for that that uh, that that apocrypha there, but um, okay. So this song is problematic from the opening line, but it's so '80s that it like it's like almost okay, but it's still so troubling. Um, like that line, I was driving and I nearly swerved off the road because I was laughing. So I've got hard. pictures of naked ladies like scattered across my bed. It's like not I, even it's. It's the way he the says it. It's yeah. like, I've got pictures of naked ladies. It's like the, the it's classic like, 80s. It almost makes you it almost makes you want to ask like prying questions like, how'd you get them? Do you know these women? <laughs> or were you peeking in their windows, you creep? But anyway, um this is like an excessively sexual sing-along that just like 
I, I when I heard it, I was like, God bless. Like this would not fly nowadays, but I love it because it's so eighties. Um, it's this is probably the crappiest song I had on my playlist, but it's so hair metal that it gets a pass. It's almost like boy band, boy band hair metal. Um, also, it, it begs the question: Should you be talking this big of a game before? Because he's only going to disappoint his partner. Especially no, think, if he's got pictures scattered and he's just like creeping through their window. I think guys that talk up their stroke game usually have a pretty bad stroke game. That's just my thought on it. <laughs> it's, um, because they think they're awesome, but they're probably not. Um, but yeah, this this song makes me a very uncomfortable. Um, but that's okay because it's fucking awesome. It was it's a it's a product of its time. It's uh, these guys. It's these guys in these bands. I think a lot of them made bands because they knew it was the only way they could get laid. And looking at the guys in Wasp, they're all very, very ugly. <laughs> they're not attractive men. Um, so imagining these dirty scumbags fucking like a beast, it, it almost makes me think they're single-handedly responsible for the AIDS epidemic. <laughs> they look like it's, a joke band. This looks like if we do. They, they look like a joke band. They're gross, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> they're so strange but i i the song's great it's 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 got all the cocaine energy you want from 80s hair metal um it's 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 roxo the clown it's exactly what you want man i am so glad that this song made it on here i was going to pick it uh i oh, heard, yeah. i hadn't listened to wasp in a while and it came on uh ozzy's boneyard not this song but another one and it just put me in a wasp mood um, so I'm so glad this made, this is the song that keeps Tipper, kept Tipper Gore up at night. Uh, the, if ever there was a song that was the reason why we had to have advisory stickers on things, it's this one. This, uh, this song actually got cut from the album when it was first released. Cause the record label didn't want to put it out. They said, it's too much. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And if you've seen, if you saw the picture I sent for the album, oh, artwork, it's incredible. It's it's every bit as incredible as you would think it would be. Uh, it's, uh, uh, some background history, the collected thing on the name is We Are Sexual Perverts is what it stands for. It's what was written on the album this came from, um, but they've never been really specific about it. There's a lot of things. When asked about it, the front man said, uh, he just replied, we ain't sure, pal. Yeah, that's as, funny. That's what it stood for. Um, and this goes a lot more with how they used to be as a live show they used to be a lot more like shock rock like really farther than um oh damn it he said his name alice cooper yeah uh, you know he had the beheading thing but this was like he'd uh get women up there and like have them strapped to torture racks and play nuns and like cut heads off of things and it was just a crazy crazy thing all while this is the music they're playing it's uh it's ridiculous they get better as the 80s go on they move away from this but i mean it's still part of their their gimmick so but yeah it's um this this is the band that started a lot of the the pentagrams on the bass drum heads and all that stuff so you can't have the 80s metal without <laughs> i mean again that, that <laughs> if you haven't heard this song just listen to the first 10 seconds and i guarantee you'll laugh harder than you have all week um if you guys are ready to move on um we'll get we're <laughs> get your get your uh, 20 sided die ready because we're talking about ingway momstein yes. um one of the biggest dorks in history um 
Ingwe might make four appearances this 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 month though. I love Ingwe Malmsteen. I've been obsessed with him since high school. Um, ever since I just heard it was specifically Black Black Star was the first song I ever heard from Ingwe, and I fell in love because he's got he's been said to have perfect tone. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it's a matter of opinion. Um, but he's one of the most accurate guitar players of all time, and I think I respect that in guitar players more than just about anything is accuracy. Um. I mean, Herman Lee is a perfect example from Dragon Force. Like, he, he can, he's a good studio guitarist, but, you know, you get him live. He he misses a lot of notes and a lot of the stuff they play. Ingwe doesn't miss notes live either. So um, he kind of really started the Speed Wars in the 80s. I, he was in Steeler first. And I, I forget what the other band was. They, they did Jet to Jet is the song that I know from them. But he was in one of those, both those bands for one album, and then they kicked him out because I'm sure he's a giant prick. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I mean, like I talked about it earlier, there's so many great guitarists that came out of the 80s because of what Ingwe did in the early 80s. He kind of set up this crucible of speed that everybody wanted to be a part of. Um, you got Steve Vai, uh, Michelangelo, is it Badio or Bacio? How do you say his last name? I never remembered. No idea. I never heard yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, you get Steve, all those dudes, just the, the gods of speed that came out of this this era really kind of changed the way metal sounded forever. Uh, love or hate neoclassical guitar. Um, he, he just changed the way people played guitar. I mean... Steve Vai came up with alternate picking techniques so he could play faster because he just he wanted to he was so obsessed with playing faster and and Ingwe really started that with his first solo album and uh, Black Star for sure. Uh, when this song came on on shuffle and we were driving around listening to to eighties metal, um, Zoe remarked, "Jesus Christ, this is so nerdy. This must be a Kevin pick." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, That's fine. And- <laughs> I just thought that should be known, and uh, which I agree. It feels like it could be plucked from any decade, which definitely makes sense because I feel like we've talked about him quite a bit, especially throughout the playlist. Um, but, yeah, it, it rocks, and it feels like it, it goes on forever. It's like a, 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 a theatrical kind of song. It's almost like super dramatic for having no words. Yeah. Yeah, it's very classi- classical. Yeah. Um... Ingve is such a fucking show off. It's gross. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> it's just, it, does he have to do that? No. Well, I guess he did it the '80s because no one else was doing it, and he yep. just had to do it first. But uh, gotta love the uh, the wank fest that is neoclassical guitar, man. Yeah, I love yep. it. Um, all we, even uh, the '80s or the uh, White Snake song probably wouldn't sound the same way if it wasn't for Ingve out here just kicking everybody's ass and making them play faster and faster so. yeah i mean you you think about what came before that it was like your um black sabbath where it was low and slow and kind of more in that doom metal aesthetic and then all of a sudden here comes this little fucking dork out of sweden who can just play at light speed and uh yeah just changed just changed the whole fabric of what metal sounded like in the 80s i think my favorite thing about ingway is that he owns a trillion guitars but they're all he plays on a strat right yeah yeah, he, they're all strats, and they're all like that weird, gross yellow. But they're, he has millions of them. I don't, and I don't know why, but he's just, he's just the stupidest person that's ever existed. And he I think that's why I like the him. same one twice. He's he's, he's so, a new one. 
yeah he's so stupid man but um his album art is some of the best ever specifically the fire and ice album cover um is one of my favorite like it's it makes me laugh every single time i look at it but um yeah i love ingway momstein mainly because he's a dork um but also because he's a great guitar player um moving on Lou. all right hey we're getting to the man the myth the legend the ronnie james dio inventor of the metal horns that's right gene simmons can kiss some ass yes um yeah uh I was going to pick Holy Diver, but I figured I'd just go with a different one. Uh, everyone knows Holy Diver. It's too obvious. Yeah. Um, so we went. With, I went with the first one off the same album, Stand Up and Shout. I love that riff. It's just glorious. And Dio's awesome, too. Uh, I was going to pick Black Sabbath, um, like Neon Knights or something, off of uh, the Heaven or Hell record. Probably a good thing I didn't, since none of us remembered to put Ozzy on the list until yeah. Ben said something. Uh <laughs> So I would have committed the ultimate heresy. I'd probably be taken outside and strung up by a street lamp or something. So, um, but yeah, Dio, the best. Yeah. Yeah. Dill. No, you go ahead. You want, I, for, you want to I go? forgot to write something down for it again. <laughs> I, just, I just picked random songs. They're not writing anything about. It's funny because I got on here to write my notes at like 4.30 p.m. today. And I was, you guys had filled out the entire Dill section. And I was like, oh, fuck, I feel bad. And then I got, as soon as I got below Dill, I was like, oh, okay. I don't feel so bad. Yep. You guys didn't write shit. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, not to, sorry to put you guys on blast. Like no, that. you're it just, good. It, it made me laugh. Um, anyway, uh, I, like I said earlier, Ronnie James Dio to me is the ultimate metal man. I think all metal that ever has ever existed starts with Ronnie James Dio. I mean, all the amazing bands he's been in, like obviously you don't associate black Sabbath with Dio, but he was in black Sabbath for fucking ever. I mean, rainbow, his solo stuff, like like black Sabbath. Like he's just, he did, he put out so much good music. Um, And I don't, I've never listened to anything that Dio has been on that. I was like, Oh, this fucking sucks. And so it's it's always at least yeah this is good like and or this is fucking awesome. Um, I'm glad you didn't put Holy Diver on here either because I had to really resist the urge to put like one of Dio's huge hits on here. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody's going to put Rainbow in the Dark. Yeah, second, right. but uh, this song was just too perfect. I had to pick. Yeah, it's again everybody's heard those and everybody knows those by Dio. So it's good to get people listening to other Dio because I feel like once you start that Dio deep dive um you'll you'll truly appreciate the diminutive man that is <laughs> is is responsible for so much of what metal sounds like today would you um, call it a dio deep dive or a dio holy dive i'd call it a holy dive okay yes um i think that's why i because i i obviously i knew dio and i knew he existed but i think once i finally saw how just truly tiny he was I was like, no way. And then I, I was like, and then I had to go look up his discography and I was blown away. Like he's made trillions of songs. He's um, been active good. since the fifties. Yeah. Just it's not crazy. in the metal capacity. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah. D- Ronnie James Dio is the man. Um, yeah. Big things really do come on small packages. So. Yeah. It was also uh, like the first uh, like reprieve we got if we listen to everyone's songs in order it almost like was a breath of fresh air for your fourth pick louis because we'd had two pretty heavy songs in a row and it was like oh mm-hmm. yes this feels good 
We're settling out. Yeah. Settling out. There. It's almost like, uh, what did you say after we got done with New Metal March? You said it was, we started like instrumental April and you said it was like a shower after a long month. Yeah, like just shower. fucking, yeah, like rolling in shit for a month and then taking a nice hot shower. <laughs> uh, so my fifth pick is Alone in the Dark by Testament. I was looking for a good last track for my listing, and I knew a little about uh, about him, but not a whole lot before listening to this track. And I like the thrash metal feel with some vocals that kind of remind me of Metallica at times, um, without actually being Metallica because I don't like Metallica a whole bunch. Um, all in all, it was fun to find this and realize '80s wasn't just Metallica and hair metal bands. So I had a lot of fun, and plus the 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 album artwork looked like um um oh, shit. Indiana it's Jones. That little, uh, isn't it that little hermit guy like holding a lantern up to his gross face? It it, it honestly reminds me of like the second Indiana Jones. Okay, uh, sure. Now I gotta look it up. Okay, that's what I'm doing right now too. <laughs> uh, pause, pause, listeners, while we all look at our phones. <laughs> I want to insert the Monty Python intermission music here. Dude, dude. Oh, that's not the. Oh, okay. I got you. My visualization on Spotify was different. Like yeah. when I played it on my TV. But yeah, let, let's hear your thoughts, Lou. Um, I, I'm not familiar with a whole lot of Testament. Like, I know who they are, and I know that they're they're really big in the '80s. I don't really know a lot of '80s Testament though. Uh, so it was nice. It's good. I, I love some thrash metal man. Definitely has that Bay Area sound. Um. I know a lot of people would always, if there was a fifth member of the big four, it would either be Testament or Exodus is always the toss up band. So yeah, that it's, yeah, they're just great. It's a little like baby Metallica, yeah. but it didn't get big and uh, soil its pants in the nineties. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh boy. I don't know. Shit. I guess we can I talk love about Metallica, the... but you know, I do too. The, the, every... Yeah. We, I mean, we have to talk about the black album next week. The black album is still good um anyway uh yeah uh i forgot about testament as well i mean i knew they existed and i was once i saw it i was like oh yeah that is a band that i've heard of before um and then i listened to the song and i was like yeah this is perfect this is like all the nerdiness that i love in metal like i don't know how to explain it but there's certain ways you can play guitar that just sound nerdy and like that doesn't it's just weird like you know this dude has a weird basement something <laughs> whether it's a basement game or just a just a dank basement that he never goes down to this dude's got some weird shit going on in his house um just by the way he, pl- he plucks some strings um but yeah no it's um i think this is the closest to modern metal of all your tracks that we got bill uh and i think that's why i liked it so much because i listened to this in order like the way that we added them in so it was mine and then yours and so once I got to the end of years, it was like a lot of, a lot of hair metal and which is fine. And then I got to this, I was like, ah, okay, sweet. Yeah. This is, this is more of what I like. Um, this, so, um, I was really, uh, pleasantly surprised, uh, by this track. Cause I, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about Testament. So getting this little palate cleanser was super nice for me. Uh, also hearing you say you don't like Metallica really, it hurts my soul so much. <laughs> I I've been trying. I I can't do it. I know, man. I I've, I'm I'm gonna do it. I thought I really thought Sanitary. I picked Sanitarium because I thought you would like it. Like there was other stuff I wanted to pick, but I was like, no. I think this is the one Dylan will like the most. Oh, do you, you want to just get into it? <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it. Um, 
and I said I could have picked any song from any Metallica album in the 80s. They're all really good. Um, I really wanted to do something from Injustice for All uh, because I feel like that's an underrated album, but Master of Puppets is just an undeniably great album. I think it's a perfect metal album. Um, I really like Ride the Lightning, uh, but Master of Puppets is just, there's no skippable songs on Master of Puppets. Um, and I pick, I, I, I really love Sanitarium because I think it establishes every single person in the band's signature sound specifically kirk hammett his guitar tone in this sound this song is exactly how he sounds at his peak if every great metallica song you get that awesome kirk hammett like signature guitar tone and it's really really stands out in this track uh, especially the this the solo around the two minute mark after the first solo um it's just it's perfect metallica um it's heavy it's loud it's chuggy it's metallica baby uh it's everything i love about metallica and uh yeah if i think you really just need to listen to the master puppets album front to back bill i think you'll be a metallica fan by the end of it i i think the problem is like i don't know all of them just sound okay to me i don't know if it's his vocals i don't i don't know exactly what it is and i know this is like i I can feel the the laser beams coming towards my head but (laughs) For whatever reason, I don't know if it's just like from being worn out from hearing it on the radio or what, but like when his when I hear his voice, I automatically could just kind of fade out mentally. And kind of what you said was still woozy. I I've, I've felt that because I, kn- I know that feeling because I feel that when I listen to Metallica. It's like I'm not mad when it's on, but I also can't force myself to pay attention for some reason. So sure. I, I, I'm sure there's a psychoanalyzing reason that that is but i i haven't been able to figure it out yet i should have picked ride the lightning then it just blew your face off with that opening i think we've done ride the lightning actually and i really liked it yeah ride the lightning kicks ass we did i think uh, the live version so uh, maybe um that might have been like one of the s and m live tracks or something now because i don't yeah. think they ever did that with that i don't know whatever uh i love fucking metallica man and, yeah me too uh, I, this is my favorite metallica album I, I won't say I have a favorite song off of it. This one might be it, but uh, it's like a front to back for me. I can listen to every song, um, all all of it. Just I love it. Everything is perfect. This is the best lineup. This was their last album as the original Metallica because Cliff, the bass player, dies later this year while they're on tour for it uh, in that tragic bus accident. Um, so it's like the perfect album to end off. Cause even on this track, like you can just hear he's not listed as one of the writers, but the baseline is just like perfect. Not your normal metal baseline. Uh, nice Metallica ballad. It's a second one. Um, first one was on ride the lightning. So, um, and this is just, I think one of the best pairings of all three of them, James Kirk, Lars, they all wrote a perfect song. And, uh, as opposed to just James and Lars writing the rest of them. So yeah, it's always nice when you get all, three of them in there it's better when you get all four but there's not a lot of those so yeah i mean it's, and, it's uh, funny that this is uh kirk has some writing credits on this because there is a lot of solos in this song <laughs> yeah that's why and uh, james didn't get to play any of them so yeah well fuck james he's a, you're a rhythm guitarist and the lead vocalist fuck oh, off you don't get solos that, that first solo in master pupper he gets the first cl- solo in the clean part of master puppets yeah so no i mean i, I say that to be a jerk i mean i, I love I love James whatever Hetfield. he gets all the other credits so far. <laughs> like, <fuck> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, uh, I don't know if you've seen Kirk Hammett recently, but he looks fucking awesome with his just giant mane of gray hair. Yeah, 
<laughs> um, yeah, uh, I was had something else to say, but I don't remember what it was now. Oh yeah, uh, I was gonna do the um, I forget what it's called, but there's a Cliff Burton um, just instrumental. And oh, I was, Orion. Almost, yes, and I almost picked that because um, I love that song. Um, but wait, is it the one that's just him, or is it the instrumental off this album? Uh, like anesthesia pulling. Teeth? Yes, anesthesia. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. Orion is great. Orion's maybe one of my favorite Metallica songs ever. But anesthesia, because like uh, James comes on and says something about this is our four fingered, our four string god, or something like that. And yeah. then it's just Cliff being a just uh, bass awesome guy, shredding. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the uh, song they saw him play that got him in the band. They saw him playing with his other band, and they said, "No, we got to get that guy." Yeah. Yeah, listen to Orion, Dill. I mean, Orion's a great instrumental. I know you love instrumental, so Orion's great. I may have even done it for a song of the show at one point. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, Louis, your last pick. I feel like this is a perfect last pick for this playlist. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. All right. We got Electric Eye by Judas Priest. It's uh, great. Um, I was trying to pick it. Judas Priest is always listed as an 80s metal, you know, one of the first metal bands. And I, their first album, Bridge Steel, which everyone likes, not very metal. It's just kind of rock, hard rock. And I was going to pick Painkiller, but that came out in 1990, so that got thrown out. Uh, so I was like, man, I know there's another like really heavy Judas Priest 80s song, and I found it. So Electric Eye, it's just great. It's yeah. the perfect Judas Priest one, not Turbo Lover. So. <laughs> yeah. It's almost a perfect blend of all the, the songs that you had picked. Like, we went super heavy and we went a little bit lighter and then this one was kind of like a mixture of both and i i listening to it kind of the same way kevin did was just like all the way in order i was like oh wow what a like if louis was building an album i trust him because this is a great closer Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean this it really when i heard it i wrote like man fuck metal was really good in the 80s huh (laughs) like it was just really really good um again a a classic riff and it's it's almost sexual how good this riff is and i was like oh does that make me gay (laughs) and if it does who cares (laughs) because uh i love uh judas priest um i love how gay both their lead singers are i think it's awesome like it's i think like i don't know if they invented the leather daddy concept but they certainly brought it to the forefront I think they did. It was yeah. them and Iron Maiden, and someone got it from somewhere, and I bet yeah. it was <laughs> fucking Rob Halpert. So. Yeah, it was definitely Rob Halpert and his weird bald head. That's way yeah. too small. Um, but yeah, man, I fucking I love Judas Priest. Every time I I listen to him, I forget about him, and then I listen to him. I'm like, yeah, fucking Judas Priest rocks, dude. Like, is they come, they'll come on at work every now and again. I'm like, oh hell yeah, <laughs> that's just, I'm I'm never upset when Judas Priest comes on. Um, it's, this song is is another perfect example of that. So uh yeah great great playlist boys i had a lot of fun listening to this um like i said i had a cool first experience all the way through walking through an antique mall (laughs) getting pissed because i couldn't find what i wanted and then uh making sure all the old ladies weren't offended by what was blasting out of my ears um yeah man uh i i had a lot of fun listening to this and i can't wait to do the next three decades especially it was like the weather broke and i know we talk about how music affects our mood but like 80s metal is perfect to just roll the windows down and i think that's why i like kind of went with the more hair metal was like i don't really care what's on as long as it's good to listen to with the metal, with the windows down mm-hmm. but um yeah let's get into the songs of the show shall we we shall um 
I'll, I'll guess I'll just go first since mine is still in the eighties vein. Um, I, I got really upset, uh, when I realized I didn't put any King Diamond on here. King Diamond needs to be on any metal playlist if he's in that decade, I think. Now, love him or hate him, I, I have a hard time liking a lot of King Diamond stuff because his vocals are very, very interesting. <laughs> uh, but he he absolutely deserves to be on this playlist, especially this album and this song, Abigail. Uh, it was the first King Diamond song I ever heard, and uh, it fucking blew my mind i was like do i love this do i hate this is it like and i think i love it uh yeah if if you've never listened to king diamond i think abigail is a good place to start because it's not as weird as it could be but it's there's definitely a lot of king diamond weirdness in there hell yeah louis i i muted you for a second while you were typing sorry There we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love King Diamond. I have this on here. And I was just talking to my buddy Dave last night about this. And he said, did you put any King Diamond on your list? And I said, fuck, no, I forgot. So I am glad that you did. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I love this track. Um, Definitely everything you said is true. It's a lot of concept albums and it does get really weird. So, yeah. What do you got for your song on the show? Uh, for mine, I got uh, Death to the Holy by Zeal and Arter. It's uh, from this year, so it's fairly new release. It was in my release radar a couple weeks back. Same with the Grace Fox thing. So I was like, yes, cool, I got my next two. And then I was like, oh, well, maybe I should pick an 80s song. or Fighting. No, uh, I just went with it. Uh, I, I don't know. I love like the weird, like just the way the, they do their vocals. Uh, it's very, like call and response like spiritual kind of thing but if your spirituals were written about satan uh so and i I really love when it does like the weird break and it's just got that that weird sound i just love it yeah i'm really happy i ruined this band for you forever louis yeah thanks a lot for (laughs) uh the way i described this in our group chat earlier was um if imagine dragons played actual metal um, and I didn't, I, I knew it would be offensive, but I don't think it's incorrect either. <laughs> I felt bad saying it because like I said, I think of all the genres of music, metalheads are more protective of what they listen to than anyone in the world. It's crazy. Like you cannot, you cannot say the wrong, you have to constantly walk on eggshells. Um, but again, I, I really liked listening to this song. I, it's, it's, it was really fun. It was something interesting that I hadn't really heard before, which is, hard for me to do in metal because i've listened to so much of it and i think that's one of my main frustrations is with newer metal is like i feel like i've heard it all before and it's just you know they're just trying to be harder than the guy before them and that doesn't always appeal to me so this was something cool and new and interesting and then i'd like to do a little bit more uh listening to them as well strange fruit is a great album to check out by the way cool. i will check that out uh, dot 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 to continue ben carter's email uh, oh. his, his song of the show is Night Train by GNR because I just want Appetite for Destruction to get some love. Yeah, I thought Appetite was Destruction was released in 1990. Was it 89? 87, actually. Oh, shit. Well, it now just I feel bad. It didn't really kick off until like 89. Yeah. I feel bad because I, I, I love Appetite. Appetite for Destruction is one of my favorite albums of all time, but I didn't even think about it because I thought it released like in the like early 1990. So. That's my fault. <laughs> so I would have definitely had an Appetite for Destruction song on here had I thought about it. So um, good. To, I'm glad we gave Ben an extra pick, even yeah. though he kind of forced his way into it like an asshole. Um, 
really just cementing his place as the fourth member of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Your words. Yeah. You you say I bully him, but um <laughs> uh, my song of the show is Hippo in the Water by Mom Jeans. Uh mm-hmm. it's a it's a band I historically had hated. And then they released a bunch of new singles for this new album and I'm in love. The vocalist like doesn't do like a whine. He just like actually sings and he's, it sounds pretty good. The drummer is killer in this song. He just like he carries the momentum. It's almost like they wanted to do a slower tempo and he's like, nah, nah, baby, not on my watch. And I just love it. So I I was really into it and I've listened to it a lot this week. So uh Hippo in the Water by Mom Jeans. So there we have it. Next week, we are doing the 90s. Are you guys ready? I am. I I pretty much know what I'm picking already. Cool. (laughs) So um, It might be another week of stress for me, so I'm glad you're feeling good. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little – there's not as much to pick from in the 90s. I mean, there is if you know where to look, but on the whole, not quite as much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people were actively trying to kill metal in the 90s with grunge and stuff like that, so – there's the, you got to dig a little bit, but I love metal from the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to stretch the definition a little bit for sure. I mean, Guar is already stretching the definition. I mean, you can, they're, t- they're metal to me, but yeah. they're really a punk band. Yeah. But yeah, well, uh, let us know what you guys think on social media. Uh, give us a shout on Instagram. What songs you want to hear for the nineties. I forgot to put a poll up for the eighties. Um, and that's my fault, but, um, we're going to put a poll up for the nineties. You guys can include your songs for, uh, songs of the show. If you want to put those out there, or if you want to, add a song to the playlist we'll give it a, a shout on on the episode uh, our instagram is at off the beaten cliff our twitter is at off cliff and check us out on youtube that we don't post to and on tiktok it's <laughs> off the beaten cliff pod yeah uh, louis thank you so much for coming on my man yeah anytime 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 to talk about some metal anytime to talk about anything so. <laughs> yeah man yeah man uh it, it like i said man, all you don't have to say like how do i get on for this just say hey i would like to be on for this episode yes. and we'll have no problem letting you on so for sure um yeah i love it man uh we'll see you next week all right bye peace